fox one day spied a beautiful bunch of grapes hanging from a vine along the branches of a tree. The grapes seemed ready to burst with juice, and the fox's mouth watered as he gazed longingly at them. The branch hung from a high branch in the tree, and the fox had to jump for it. The first time he jumped, he missed it by a long way. So he walked off a short distance, took a running leap at it, only to fall short once again. Again and again, he tried in vain. Now he sat down and he looked at the grapes in disgust. What a fool I am, he said. Here I am wearing myself out to get a bunch of sour grapes that aren't worth gaping for anyway. And he walked off very, very scornfully. Well, welcome once again to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. And if you did not know about that was the Fox and the Grapes of Aesop's, Aesop's Fables, I am Zen. And yes, you didn't come to the wrong place. We're still the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. And not an online preschool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I am Emily. So what does the fox and the grapes have to do with our podcast today? Well, we miss travel so much because of COVID, and we stooped down to despising our belittling travel because it's out of our reach. If this was stages of grief, we're sorry to say that we're still in our anger phase. (laughs) (laughs) So today, we are making light of our predicament and highlighting all the bad things about the places we want to visit with some observations we found on the internet because... As the moral to the fox and the grapes is, um, there are many who pretend to despise and belittle that which is beyond their reach. And that is us today. And I'm Lee, your storyteller today. And before we begin, we have a little story from our sponsor. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives. But fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career prepare for a promotion, start a business with one of our fully online professional certificate programs. Available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us at the University of California Division of Continuing Education. Okay, so I will start us off. I have been dying to go to Scotland um, for a while now. It's Scotland and Ireland, but we'll just do Scotland for now. So I found a couple sour grapes, bad reviews on TripAdvisor, and I'll share them with you. So one is of Scotland, just Scotland, like the entire place Scotland. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a huge, bad Yelp review. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's... um, it's a short one, but it's, I thought it was a funny one. So this person gave Scotland the place a three out of five because I don't like it. The actors here have such a strong Scottish accent that it's very hard to understand <laughs> anyone. <laughs> Too good. <laughs> As someone who once had a Scottish mother-in-law... There's a little bit of truth in that. (laughs) So funny. Okay. And then my next one um, of Scotland is, this one's a one out of five, also on TripAdvisor. And this is for Arthur's seat. Um, So this person says, 
not a chair in sight, had to sit on the grass and was left with an unsightly wet patch. So it looked like I had soiled myself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to laugh quite that loud, but oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, Arthur's seat is an extinct volcano at the peak of Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, so it's not a real seat. It's it's definitely just like land that you would just sit on in grass. Um, but it's said that the name obviously derives from King Arthur. And um, it's sometimes known as his seat or Arthur's chair. And it's not really a real seat. I You don't walk up there and expect to see just a chair or the throne up there. It's just... Like the last emperor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. All right. (laughs) Um, I'll throw one or two out of about places I totally don't want to go now. Okay. Because after I saw this, I know these are just loser places. Um, the first one would be I don't want to go see the Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao. Now, uh, actually, have you guys been there? I want to go totally because I've seen so many pictures. <laughs> I have not gone, uh, but I, I have also heard how great it is to go. So, okay, so I I'll, haven't uh, been. You know okay, just just a really high level story about this. So, um, if you've ever been to New York City, there's something called the Guggenheim Museum. Um, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright, beautiful museum, just incredible um, to go see. If you want to learn a little bit about that, there's something called 99% Invisible. Listen to, they have a podcast on the design of the building and how they hang stuff there. It's just amazing. Um, In 1991, so this is one of, this is a future classic and it's already a classic. Um, The Basque government suggested to the Guggenheim Foundation that they would fund a Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao. And Bilbao, Bilbao, I think I I mispronounced it, Bilbao? Bilbao. Bilbao. um, Bilbao was a decrepit port area in Spain. And they thought if they built a museum there that it would bring new, new types of industry and you know, hotels and things like that. Um, So they funded a hundred million dollar construction cost. And within three years, just on the taxes that they received from hotels and stuff like that, they were able to pay for the museum. So that's pretty amazing. Anyways. So it's this really, really neat building and it, it's kind of organic looking, but it looks like it's made, it looks like it's armor or like armadillo scales and they're made out of titanium. So when you see pictures of it, it looks like this shimmering, I don't know, shimmering building um, next to the ocean. Um, but here's the story why I don't want to go. And they call it the King's New Clothes. I don't know where to beginning begin. The building is phenomenal. The location is phenomenal. And that artwork inside is ridiculous from family photos to the empty street scenes to the massive and that's an understatement pieces of steel plates that you can't touch 
this thing could withstand a nuclear blast. It wouldn't fit anywhere else. It was ridiculous. The rooms were oversized for the questionable art and don't need to be there if you have to put a tiny sign on what it's supposed to be. And well, then why bother if that's the case? It's like this one run on long sentence. Uh, <laughs> I could walk away from my bag of work tools scattered on the floor at the end of the day and call it a day done. Another day closer to the grave, whatever, but God almighty, the rooms are filled with junk in one form or another. I cannot stress what a waste of a day this would be unless it's raining or you're a criminal on the run and need a place to hide. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so far, as far as I can tell, I haven't seen a period in this yet. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm making these... <laughs> the the city is filled with pincho bars shops the river shops the river the bridges do them the security in the place intimidating reach for your phone and they are they are on you scared you will expose the scam no doubt by the way you can search this on the internet and just not take a live photo of the moment you walk into one of these cavernous spaces. It animates the security and still no periods <laughs> immediately spring into pacing at the back of you. And there's a lot of them. The only reason I can see for going is to say you have seen the good points, the flower dog outside free, the spider outside free, a trip to the cafe on site free. Other than that, it's no for me. Hey, I'm just a plumber. What do I know? <laughs> Clearly not an up. English teacher. <laughs> exactly. You have to stand up and say, come on up. Uh, come on, own up. You know what you're doing. Give the money back and get a real job. Hang your head in shame and don't do it again. <laughs> or am I like a little boy in the fable? There only, there's only me who can see it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Priceless, right? Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. I can't imagine what he, what he must have been feeling when he was writing that to not have any punctuation, right? It's just like complete stream of conscious. <laughs> it, it totally was. I, mean, I it's can't like... even spare a semicolon for this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know what to say on that one. <laughs> I apologize about the phone call in the background. I couldn't get to the phone and turn off the ringer, but um, <laughs> now I don't want to go. Uh, well, as you know, I'm just dying to go to Italy, and it's you know, it's one of those places that I want to absorb so much. But after looking at some reviews, I might have to sec you know have second thoughts, especially when it comes to going all the way to Milan to see the painting, The Last Supper, you know, famous painting by Leonardo da Vinci. But, you know, I, I read this one review that has me, you know, second guessing. The guy basically says it's huge waste of time, hugely overrated as a world heritage site, would miss The Last Supper if it had gone hardly. I mean, the, I admit the painting, it was already falling apart as early as 1517. If the painting had been a building, it would have been torn down centuries ago for basic errors in foundation and construction. <laughs> I want to know how Leonardo would respond to something like that. 
it just, it, it boggles my mind. And then I, you know, I had to say, you know, okay, maybe it's paintings are old, they're going to decay, but you know, this person brings up a grid, a good point about buildings. And so I thought, well, maybe the leaning tower of Pisa, what, what do people have to say about that? You know, construct, it was, it was constructed in 1399. It's still around. Well, one person basically said, yawn, I came here at sunset and just had the most boring time. I didn't climb the tower <laughs> because apparently you need a time ticket beforehand. I took my touristy photos and had nothing else to do after. I barely had time to go to the Basilica before they kicked me out in a very rude manner. Um, but yeah, it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's all you're supposed to do is take pictures of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and folks may want to be like a word to the wise because, uh, you know, Italy, I don't want to reinforce any stereotypes, but TripAdvisor was fined over 500,000 euros um, for unfair tra trade activity for misleading consumers because of negative reviews. Oh, Basically, geez. the Italian Competition Authority, the ICA, sued them that, like half a million euros for bad reviews. So word to the wise when you take it on Italy. Oh, so they were suing. I thought maybe like the locals were writing bad reviews so people wouldn't come. <laughs> <laughs> They're so sick of tourists. <laughs> like, stay out. Yet, yeah. no. They said that the, basically the ICA, the Italian um, Competition Authority, said that four of I don't, they had fallen foul of with three articles making it, uh, I'm trying to quote, making it likely to mislead a wide audience of consumers. Um, so it was fraudulent. Like people were basically like it, they hadn't even visited, but yeah, you got to be oh, careful boy. about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, okay. So um, I also want to go to Italy and I also had one, well, I've been to Italy, but I want to go back to Italy because there's tons of places in Italy that I haven't seen, but I did find another one about Leaning Tower of Pisa um, that I wanted to share to Lee. Mm -hmm. And this one was from Yahoo. And it says, um, this person said, it just looks silly. Imagine a magician with just one trick or a TV with just one channel. If you find this exciting and worth the trip, then go see poorly built Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh my god! Um, yeah, that's all you're supposed yeah. to do. You just look at it, and it's leaning, yeah. and then that's it. <laughs> no light show, no nothing like that. Oh my god! I know. Um, you know, I'm gonna follow that one up. Just this one's super short, but um. This is talking about the Roman Colosseum. This place was in ruins. <laughs> Stadium seemed like it hadn't been used in years. So none of the seats even remained. Had to stand. Oh, man. You gotta stand? <laughs> so, um... <laughs> um, I, wa I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Went to the Roman Coliseum, had to stand, got this lousy t-shirt. There like wasn't even a sports game happening. No one even got killed that day. I was so disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go back to France. I'm going to go to France. Um, the Musée d'Orsay. I'm probably butchering that. Um, when I've gone, I hadn't had a chance to go to the Musée, Musée d'Orsay. I ended up 
choosing to go somewhere else like the Louvre and you know it depends on the day and time and sometimes they're closed and I just did not have an opportunity I wish I didn't go now uh didn't I don't I I'm, I don't want to go now uh really quick uh piece of history on this I didn't know this it was a train station did you guys know this oh no no yeah, the Musée d'Orsay was actually a train station that was on um, the waterfront. And as I think World War II came around, it wasn't large enough for some reason to hold the proper trains to transport people out. Then it was decommissioned. And um, then they converted it to a museum. I didn't know this. Only in 1986. So, so I always assumed it was a much, much older museum. It's mm-hmm. a newer museum. And it was from a decommissioned train station in downtown. Hmm. But um, I don't want to go there because I got a couple of reviews. One that says, actually, I didn't know until I went. France moved to the Louvre. I was overwhelmed by the size of the Louvre Museum and lacked time allocation. I had no time to enter the Musée d'Orsay. It's so popular. The queue was amazing. I was still able to enjoy my next trip. So they're saying that this was on the Orsay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they I talked moved. more <laughs> They talked more about the Louvre. Yeah, nice. I like it. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, what? Exactly. <laughs> so head, like head scratching. Yes. It's like going to the museum. Uh, the Eiffel Tower was magnificent, but too far away from the Musée d'Orsay, and I couldn't make it there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so inconvenient. <laughs> okay, here's here's another one. Yes, this has all the wonderful masters, but I would say it wasn't that great because it was hard to navigate with a stroller. Mm. Okay. (laughs) If you are disabled with a wheelchair or have a small baby with a stroller, it will be difficult getting around. They have elevators located in the strangest places, hard to find with no signs, and it takes forever for you to actually get to an elevator. In some places, the elevators were out of order, so we had either the choice of walking around for another elevator or carrying our baby with a stroller down several steps. We ended up carrying uh, the stroller down many floors. It wasn't stroller wheelchair friendly. Unlike the Louvre, Napoleon's tomb, Picasso's museum, Centre de Pompidou, and Versailles, it was super easy to get an elevator at those historical sites. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you know, outside of the United States, I don't think people use strollers as frequently as we do in the United States. No. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I've never paid attention. Um, a lot more Bjorns. Oh. You, you know what I mean? The Yeah, mm-hmm. like the baby like, wraps and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And... When my daughter was young, um, we had this really, really small umbrella stroller that we would take with us to go to other countries. But we, in general, did not use them. Uh, we ended up just essentially, I ended up mostly carrying her around. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if I didn't use the umbrella stroller. I don't make the assumption that, especially in an old city like France, um, I didn't take my daughter to France when she was really young, but I mean other places. Um, I don't immediately assume other countries have the ADA requirements that the USA has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they need to make and, America great again. They need to. <laughs> they need to make France great again. <laughs> great, make American great. Um, and oh, one last one here. Uh, well, no, th- these are both about. This. Okay, hang on. Self-service cafe, atrocious standard. We were sold stale sandwiches. Must have been at least a day old for a ridiculous price. It got a refund. I think it's it's a blazing cheek to sell sell stale food to customers. That's the self service cafe on the ground floor. And then the other one was overpriced. Then all three options closed their access at uh, at two thirty in the afternoon. The museum was extra busy due to high temperatures of forty one degrees outside, and everyone was rushing in to be cool. But if you're hungry and diabetic, this place is useless. <laughs> if you leave to eat, you can't come back in. And if you drink your own water, you may get thrown out. <laughs> eat before you go and hope you don't die of thirst. Water is the holy grail. <laughs> and we wonder why people don't like Americans. <laughs> I know. I, I know, right? <laughs> okay. Don't want to go. Okay. Well, I have to stick up for a place that I went to. Um, and that that's the Cliffs of Moher in Ireland. Now, I mean, they're just absolutely breathtaking. If you haven't vi- visited the Cliffs of Moher, there are these high cliffs along the rocks by the water. And it's just, it, it's like the Grand Canyon sort of feeling if you've ever been there. But there's one person, Amanda, really, Amanda J visited the Cliffs of Moher Island and basically said, ugh, so awful. The wind, the rain, not to mention all the stairs. If I'm going to pay six euro to look at some rocks, I shouldn't have to get winded climbing so many stairs. The worst part is that the cliffs were not insane inconceivable i expected insanity insanity the dumb cliffs did not deliver <laughs> insanity i'm like insanity i'm like where do you get number one you're going to ireland like the weather you just have to assume the weather is going to be bad it's going mm-hmm. to be cold there's going to be wind I, I, where do you get insane like I, insanity um I, I just, I don't get it. But yeah, Amanda just was not wooed by Mother Nature and the Cliffs of Moher. Do, do you feel like some people travel without understanding where they're going? I, I do. It sounds I do. like it. You know, it's like, I need to go to this really famous place. And then they get there and it's like, wait, it's just a tower? What? Or, yeah. or that feeling you get when you see the Mona Lisa and it's like, wait a second, you expect something that's larger than life because everyone talks about it. And it's like, oh, well, it's that's it? Which I think I, I will say, and maybe it's just because, I mean, one of the things that I enjoy about travel is the discovery of the stuff that isn't in the books. You know, the, the quieter, like fun stuff around the corner sort of thing. But it's still like to go see some of the big things. So, so um Kristen, um, who should be coming back soon, I think. Ooh, question mark. 
maybe. Um, um, if you you didn't know, Kristen um had a little girl, and um, so new baby so that's why she's been away so long and lee's been playing along with us all the time um she hates the mona lisa she goes it's so small <laughs> <laughs> she goes the thing is so tiny she's like claiming it's like the size of a like um eight and a half by 11 piece <laughs> it's like it's not that small <laughs> but really like seriously and i think that's the, the part of it like i mean the in doing you know a bit of research before this podcast, I had to laugh. I mean, it was just so absurd because I knew I want to go to Italy. I talk about it all the time. One person who went to Venice and basically said it was underwater when I went there. <laughs> it's Venice. Well, oh. I actually go to see lots of art because I've done a lot of I've I studied a lot of art, and yes, you can see the piece, you can see the pictures, but until you actually and and. The, lots of times you see the dimensions of the pictures, you know, like they'll actually say, you know, 130 centimeters by whatever, or they have it in inches. And you don't really get a sensation in your head of what it is until you actually see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I went to see the Sistine Chapel, I was actually surprised. I, I had always assumed the Sistine Chapel was like the size of a football field. Hmm. And it's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fairly modest room, maybe like at most like a quarter of a, maybe a half court, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Wow. It's a much smaller area than you, I ever thought. I always thought it was like a football field or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. But it's not, I mean, cause I've also seen the Sistine Chapel. It's not small by any means, but it's definitely no. not as large as, as I guess the media makes it seem because usually when you see the Sistine Chapel, it's just the the ceiling. You don't see the whole room that it's in. Well, um, you don't get a sense of scale. All you right, see the is scale, just the ceiling, totally. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, Mona Lisa, tiny. I love Kristen. <laughs> tiny. <laughs> well, we Even always argue. size. It's fun sized. <laughs> I argue because I see, I've seen it. It's 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 not exactly tiny, but it's not big by any means. I mean, I I don't know. It's it's not. Anyways, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I'll take us to um, out of Europe, kind of, and to Australia. So I've always wanted to go to Australia. There's a couple things in my way, um, you know, outside of the pandemic, but it's such a long flight from Los Angeles or from here to Australia so long. And then I, this is true facts. This isn't like a bad review or anything, but I've always heard about the giant monsters of Australia. So like monsters, just like spiders, um, snakes, just all the scary things that you don't want to see. They're just bigger in Australia. I don't know what it is. It's the water. Um, but that has always been a thing for me not to go to Australia, which, I mean, I'm kind of scared. Have you seen the pictures of, um, there's been pictures where people have taken a photo from inside their house through looking out of their window. And it's something captioned something like, you see those white, that white um, kind of netting, I guess, over the grass. It looks like morning dew, right? No, it's 
spider webs. <gasps> yeah. It's a little scary. But okay, those are really actual serious things that I'm scared of Australia. But uh, I found some funny things for us to laugh at. So there is the what is this called? The Melbourne Cricket Ground. So this is a huge iconic sports stadium um that you go watch cricket in so or at not in (laughs) so someone's review of this is not the greatest place to watch cricket while the stadium might be fine for watching a football match it is far too uncomfortable for a day watching cricket there is no leg room and every time someone wants to go to the bar cafe or toilet everyone has to get up and move into the aisle we were there to watch the Boxing Day test, and by 2 p.m., they had run out of pies, and you could not get a decent cup of tea. <laughs> run out of pies? Blasphemy! <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. I got to... <laughs> Can I follow up with an yes. Australian story? <laughs> okay. This actually, I learned this from Kristen. Um, we, uh, maybe half a year ago, a year ago, we started talking about, um, what is it? Uh, we were talking about hostels. Mm. And I don't know if you, you, you heard me talk about drop bears, right? You heard me say drop bears. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Do you know what a drop bear is? I don't. Okay. So she tells a story about Australians go around the world when they're traveling and they talk about Australia and they talk about this notoriously dangerous drop bear animal. And a drop bear looks like a koala. They hang out in trees. And if you're not careful and you walk under a tree, these bears will actually drop out of the tree and maim you. They'll actually really they'll physically harm you. And it's it's the the, evil twin of koalas. Yeah. Um, and Australians, she she talked about she met someone in a, a hostel and Australian was talking about drop bears and like how dangerous they are. And it's completely bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Australians go around the world and tell the story about a drop bear. And there's no such thing as a drop bear. It's just a scare tourist. Oh. It's just a big joke. So if you think that's funny, go look up online. Um, just Google British TV reporter pranked into thinking koala was a dr- dangerous drop bear. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they find a they find a reporter, a British reporter. She comes there. They actually have her put on full like motorcycle armor gear <laughs> and ski goggles. <laughs> Big gloves and everything. Like these big gloves. <laughs> then they hand her this dangerous drop bear, which was only a koala, and she's like frightened out of her wits. <laughs> and then they they let her later on know that it was okay. But I mean it's it is priceless. Those Australians are just hysterical. <gasps> oh, that is so good. Oh my gosh. So, beware of the drop bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, I want to use that on someone. Oh, just look it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, you, you know, there, I have many reasons for not wanting to stay in hotels, you know, because I, for me, I'm an Airbnb girl. I'd like to experience, you know, life, it, you know, with people. But if I needed some reasons not to stay in hotels, I found some really good ones online. Um, one, and this is not directed at any particular hotel, um, but some of the ones that really stuck out to me was uh, trouble sleeping. You know, one customer said, my girlfriend kept me awake all night because she was snoring. Can I have a discount? Another blamed her pregnancy. <laughs> I love this. Blamed her pregnancy on the travel agent writing, my fiance and I booked twin bedded rooms, but we were placed in a double. Now I'm pregnant. <laughs> the best is this one. Another couple were furious to find that their neighbors had booked the same hotel moaning. When we got to the resort, we found out that Bert and Mavis from down the road were also there. I hate Bert. <laughs> you know, so that's for me, my little sour grapes is, you know, avoid the hotels because you never know. I could, you know, end up pregnant or God forbid running into Bert and Mavis. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm pregnant. I don't think it's the travel agent you should be blaming. I might look at your fiance sweets. <laughs> I'm not sure if they understand how that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Any last comments or any more comments? Um, I have one from or about the Mayan ruins in Mexico, which I thought oh. was funny. Uh, so this one's from Yahoo. They said... If you like old rocks, then this is the place for you. I found it so boring and hot. There was no real beach within the ruin site, so you couldn't just dip in and cool off. There is a beach on the other side, but it's a long walk away. Yes, the views are nice, but I found them just as nice for my beach lounger. Not worth a day trip. <laughs> that big sigh. Yep. <laughs> Oh my! I think I'll just stay at home. Uh, I can't have a beach where the Mayan ruins are. Might as well just not go. Yeah, yeah. That's that sounds exactly right. <laughs> well, and you have to have it for the the guides because there was one person named Luis who was taking a tour. Um, and basically said he was outraged that his tour guide was, you know, we couldn't enjoy the tour as our guide was too ugly. You can't oh, no. admire a beautiful view when you're staring at a face like his. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. I, that. <laughs> I know. I want to look at beauty and you get. Yeah. So. So there you are. Oh, we'll always find God. something to, to complain about. Always. Yep. All right. Any other last honorary mentions then? I don't have, I, I don't feel the need to travel anymore. Okay. So, I'm pretty so we good. did our, we, we, we did what we set out to do. <laughs> so. I'm scared that I'm going to be sitting by one of these people on my next trip. That's what's scaring <laughs> me is I'm going to spend, you know, eight hours sitting next to somebody complaining about the shape of the towels in their hotel or something like that. So that's, that's, a, that's got me staying at home. 
Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning into our Sour Grapes podcast. What did you guys think? Uh, did we convince you not to travel enough? Um, let us know on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And also, if you're newer to our podcast, we don't just talk about topical things. We also talk about destinations, the good side. So check out some of our older podcasts on Cuba, Taiwan, and Russia, just to name a few. Uh, Meet Us in Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.